Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe wherever you listen. And if you like this show, give us a five-star review, Spotify, Apple, wherever, man. Just give it to us. And as always, we talk judging and MMA. You should head over to abcboxing.com and read the criteria. Well, Dan, we are back. This was a, a non-UFC weekend, but not necessarily uh, an uneventful weekend. We had, you know, Bellator was uh, in action for the first time this year. We had Eagle FC uh, hitting stateside, Khabib's uh, promotion, which I, I think was like their 44th show, but the first one that they've had over here. And, and they weren't always called Eagle FC anyway. I think it was like Gorilla FC or something for a while. Uh, well, it was always EFC. Um but now it's Eagle FC. But I thought I actually thought it was called Gorilla FC for a while. Oh, maybe if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. It, it is their. This was their 44th event. But... I he, yeah, I think he bought it and then he renamed it uh, from a gorilla to an eagle because obviously he's uh, he's the eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then of course what you have at the top of our little outline here, uh, which is not actual combat but is scripted combat involving a couple of former UFC superstars. UFC champions, UFC champions, but but beyond that, they're superstars. Yes, from here because these were two of the movers and shakers as far as uh, or move needle movers, I should say, uh, on the UFC's roster over the last fifteen years. Right, Ronda yeah. Rousey and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Ronda is pretty much responsible for UFC even having women's MMA. Yeah, she is. It's so. true. And, and Brock Lesnar is is he was the one who kind of got me on board with watching for whatever I don't know why it was him either. Like <laughs> cuz I did I was not I never watched him in pro wrestling, so I don't know why. But obviously we are talking about the fact that they were uh victorious in the Royal Rumble uh which was on Saturday as well, same night as Bell Tour 273. Dan, you, were you torn? Were you watching? I mean, you have multiple TVs. You probably had on several TVs, I had TVs, both right? on. Um, okay. I was more in tune with the Rumble until um, the final two fights came on. I was kind of then more a little interested okay. in uh, the Benson Henderson and uh, Islam Mamedov. Mamedov, I believe. Mamedov. And the, uh, I don't even know how to say the other guy's name, that fought Ryan Bader. Moldovsky? Moldovsky, that's it. Yeah, it's not that hard. Moldovsky. Well, it is if you see how I had it written. Oh, but, yeah. Well, yeah. If you read it wrong, that would be, be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Valentin Moldovsky. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no relation to Valentin Zulkovsky from uh, Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I don't watch pro wrestling other than I, I'm. St- I'm getting the end of my my binge of WWF Attitude Era, so I am 22 years behind what everybody else is watching, and I mean, that's fine because I don't care to update. <laughs> I'm not I'm not jumping on board and I I heard mixed things about this Royal Rumble. I heard a lot of people were not pleased with a lot of the stuff. The matches themselves were terrible. It oh, okay. was just the Rousey showing up. I, I I didn't see that through the pipeline at all. Oh, I had actually so, heard throughout the week people were expecting her to come. Oh, I I didn't I didn't hear that at all. I I um, mean I'm on Twitter. This is I just see people talk about this and that's where I'm like, okay, I guess that's going to happen. But uh the Brock the whole Brock thing, I, I was pretty aware that was going to happen. Okay, they can't keep things under wraps anymore. I mean, is it is it even interesting anymore? It seems like everyone talks about WWF or E with such disdain now. Well, AEW is a lot more interesting. All right, fair but, enough. I know you've been to what? How many shows of them? 
one or two? one. Okay. I thought oh, you've been to a few. I think, um, no, I think just one. All right. Well, I don't, I don't want to talk about scripted wrestling anymore. I, don't, <laughs> I want to talk about, you know, pro fights is what we do, sir. Uh, and, yeah, Bellator 73, I mean... 273, excuse me. They they have more uh, numbered events now than UFC does, uh, although obviously they are dwindling the number of actual events held. But uh, it, I mean, it was decent, decent kickoff to the year, all things considered. I don't think it was the weakest card Bellator has ever put together. I don't think it was the strongest. It was fine. They had, they had decent fights throughout. Yeah, I, I saw one. I was this was when the one the Royal Rumble was going on, so I was kind of paying attention more to this mm-hmm. when uh, Corrales was fighting, and then. I saw the eye poke in the third round, and then the fight was over. I, I missed what actually happened. Well, yeah, it went to I heard a it just went decision. to it just went to a decision, I guess. Tech decision, yeah. Okay. And then uh, I think that third round was split, but it didn't really matter. Yeah, so it was it was it was still a victory for him. After that, I started paying attention more to the top TV. No, I was so. more interested in that as well. Um, you know, I was curious about the Darian Caldwell fight. I wasn't going to sit and watch a Darian Caldwell fight. Um, so I, I kind of skipped actually watching it, but I was curious kind of if, if he still has it and it looked like he, uh, from, from the scores anyway, he was up after two rounds. I was split on one of the cards, but, uh, I mean, he was, he was on his way to a, a decision victory barring any sort of craziness in the third round and then craziness happened and he ended up losing. So he got knocked out. Uh, yeah. TKO. TKO. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that's it for him. Uh, I actually forget the name of the the man who beat him. Maybe we want to look that up real quick. Who who was it that I beat did Darian have Caldwell? That name. I had it in my head too. Well, we talked about it the other day too, and I, I can't remember. But yeah, Darian Caldwell. Um, again, I haven't watched him, so I couldn't really analyze it. But I mean, he's, I think he's like five hundred over his last like six or seven fights or something like that. Or, or Barzola. It wouldn't be, it would be seven. Enrique Barzola, yeah, former UFC guy. Um, it's not a good. He, he's not in, in a good way right now, career wise. So, um. That might be the end of him really mattering in the conversation of, of bantamweight. That is what it is. But the, I mean, this card was really all about Ryan Bader um, and and the title fight against Valentin Moldovsky, who we spoke about before. Um, kind of a grinding fight. Uh, Bader had outside of the first minute. Yeah, I mean, in the first <laughs> minute, it looked like Brian Bader might have put it away, and you kind of you kind of wish he did because ultimately he ended up getting the win anyway. But like we we were subjected to kind of four rounds of look if if you like you know, kind of grinding grappling and you, you like wrestling and that kind of thing. I, I'm sure it was, it was kind of your thing, but this was, this was more not, a, it was not as aesthetically pleasing. Um, it ended up coming down to the final round. We had, I think, I think it was pretty clear that rounds one and four were Bader. I think rounds two and three were pretty clearly Valentin Moldovsky, even though he didn't do a whole lot in terms of like effective offense. He just really didn't have anything happen to him. So it was kind of, an easy call to go for him. Round five, though, look, I I thought this was the right call to give it to Ryan Bader. I thought it was a close round. Um, but and and the judges, uh, for what it's worth, uh, all three judges ended up on the same side uh, for this decision. But there were some people online, and, and it was actually split on you know decisions, which pools you know media members and that kind of thing. Uh, it was it was split between who won round five. Uh, Mold- we assume round five, Moldovsky or. Uh, Bader. I, I I thought it came down to Bader, and I think the judges probably had it this way too. Bader did more uh, in terms of landing effective offense that was you know aiming to end the fight. Did you see it that way too? Yeah, I I mean he's landing these elbows against the fence while Moldowski's just holding him against the fence, trying to elbows, hope to get him taken down. These elbows don't so, tickle. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean they're there. Bader's I mean, they're the hurting. one fighting. I suppose. Is yeah, the best way to put it. I I think Moldovsky's approach was very much like a, a smothering neutralization uh, approach, and I don't 
one I don't like that myself personally. It's just that it doesn't that's not really a fun way to watch a fight. Um, but number two, it really is the kind of thing that, if my understanding is correct, that the clarification of the scoring criteria many years ago, we're, we're now six years, you know, five and a half years removed from the point that this was kind of talked about and being changed and everything. Um, it was to get clarity on a round like this where you've got someone who's obviously, you know, kind of winning maybe the grappling and, and, and the control, so to speak. Uh, but they're not really doing as much to, to actually end the fight. And I think Bader was, and, and I think that bore out. Yeah, he got so. a good takedown at the end, but he didn't do anything with it. So. No, no, no. It, it was a, it was a good takedown. It was actually a pretty good scoring takedown. He, you know, there was a little amplitude in there. Um, but yeah, he did nothing. I think if, if if he had poured it on somehow in like that last bit, I mean, you never know. But I I, I thought it was pretty clear, and the judges obviously I, did too. So. I actually I actually remember I said, "All right, do something, do something." <laughs> and he, he didn't do he, he anything. Couldn't do nothing so. now. No, it's a good win for Bader. Um, hopefully anybody who was kind of confused about why round five went that way, hopefully that explanation helps a little bit. Um, and hopefully it was accurate enough. But uh, you know, my question to you is, and I don't have much really more to say about um Bellator in general, but this fight as well but ryan bader obviously we saw him in the ufc for years that was where he, he kind of came out of the scene everything he was he was very he was a, a very very solid light heavyweight in his day now it seems like maybe heavyweight might even be the place he ought to focus on because especially in bellator there's just fewer killers they're now matching him up with uh check congo in a rematch uh check congo will be 47 years old 11 days after they fight that's yeah. like we're talking about like the same age that Randy Couture was when he retired. So if you thought Randy Couture was old when he retired, understand where Czech Congo is. But also understand that Czech Congo is still winning and he's actually performing. But nonetheless, it's it's just not that interesting a matchup. So to circle back, my question for you, Dan, is where would Ryan Bader fit in the current UFC heavyweight division today? Is he top five, top 10? What? I think he's in the back end of the top 10. Okay. I think he's definitely top 10. Okay. I think that's okay, fair. So there's, there's skill there. There, there's, I mean, there's a lot of veteran savvy he has at this point. He, he kind of gutted this one out, was starting to lose momentum. And then he kind of found that extra gear uh, to win it too. So that proved me a lot. I, yeah, I think he would struggle obviously with the top guys, especially some of the bigger ones and the heavy hitters. I think, <laughs> so, I mean, don't put him anywhere near, uh, Francis Ngannou for sure. Yeah, like Volkanovski down. I think he struggles pretty pretty badly. Wait, who? Volkanovski. You mean Volkov? No, not, Volkov. Alexander Volkov. Vol yeah, Alexander Volkov okay. down. No, yeah. Not Alexander Volkanovski. I think he Volkov. might struggle with him too, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So no, I think so too. I, but you know what? It depends on on how much wrestling he can kind of get and how much he focuses on that too. So you never know. But yeah, I think he, there's some there's some interest in in him, like kind of in the you know. I'd say anywhere from like four to ten. I think some of those guys are there's some like kind of interesting. I'm not even going to name them off the top of my head because I don't know them. But I think that's kind of the range I'd be thinking. He's he's obviously a talented fighter. So, uh, but yeah, not not top five, <laughs> not really top five. No. Um, and that was all I really had to say about Bellator, other than the fact that uh, the judges, just to give a quick update, 14 out of 18 scored rounds in this one. There wasn't it wasn't a very uh, uh deep card, or I think it was like 10 or 11 fights. Um. And we had, I think, three or four first-round finishes, so there were a lot of fights they just didn't have to score. 14 out of 18 were unanimous among the judges. Uh, not not as high a percentage as we've been talking about, but, you know, this is a lot of it is owing to the fact that there were fewer rounds. Uh, Three-round winners, one, eight, nine split. I think it's a solid job that the judges in Arizona did. Yeah, not bad. And and notably, no Sal D'Amato for this one. Sal didn't want to go to Arizona. Uh, uh, evidently not. 
you know, I mean, look, I, I get it. If you're if you're in the frigid cold of of, you know, Wisconsin, you don't want to go to the nice warm Arizona. Why would you do that? I wouldn't want to. But they obviously they had some very, uh, you know, excellent officials over there. Uh, Chris Flores, uh, you know, a, a local judge who's, who's also a traveling judge. Um, Mike Bell was there. Right. Mike Bell was there. Am I, am I misremembering? Don't remember. Actually, he might not have been. I, now, I'm, now I'm starting to doubt myself. Well, I know I know Ron McCarthy was there, and I know Eric Malone was sure. there. Uh, and then, actually, for the next fight that we'll be talking about, I can also name uh, Anthony Manis was there. He's a Tennessee judge who's done a little bit of work in in Vegas as well. But um, that's all I had to say about Bellator. I, one of the questions I did want to ask though is Eagle FC, like we said, had its first U.S. event. I did not watch this. I I took Friday uh, uh, off from MMA, but did you watch Eagle FC? Yeah, I did. What do you think? Uh, I liked it. Cage is very small. Very small. Like, does it look smaller than? I don't know what the dimensions it's are. A, but... It's a hexagon. It, okay. Uh, it is small. Like like a phone booth? No, I I'd say. I mean, if I had to guess, like twenty twenty feet long. And you're just ballpark. Ballpark. Okay. Yeah. So you think it's smaller than the Vegas cage? Yes, Vegas. I think. Okay. I I think. Interesting. I definitely think so. Well, did it lead to more action? Uh, Ray Borg's fight was insane. So, well, did it lead to more finishes? I should say. Uh, to be honest, I did fall asleep in the middle of it. No, oh, that's all right. Uh, so I don't really know all the results. I know the main event was a finish. That was that was out the main. That, event that was, was uh Sergey Haritanov and and Tyron Spong, right? Yeah, and what happened in that one? I, I want to know what Karatonov weighed in at because he looked huge, like three hundred pounds. Yeah. And he just he pushed over Tyrone Spong, got mount and stayed there. Like just just Spong couldn't do nothing off his back. Okay, and just took a. I beating. mean, he's a kickboxer. He's, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, he's been doing MMA too, but I, I who knows how much to the degree of someone like Karatonov. Beating like he had nothing. Like like we talking ten eight ten seven or what? I wish I had the scores because I think ten uh ten eight was definite. Okay, you you think a, it was a surefire ten eight? Yeah, I'm not even sure one. which it was in Florida, right? Yep. Not sure what officials worked that one actually. So they did announce who the judges were. I don't remember who they were though. No. And I, I, I really, well, good on you. I tuned in for Rashad Evans because I was, I was kind of. Yeah, I heard a lot of people were pretty happy about that. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he got very favorable commentary. Kamara Usman was calling the fight with Chael Sonnen, and mm-hmm. they were very complimentary. Imagine that. I think it was exaggerated a bit. Okay. Uh, but he did have uh, he my standard would be low so. from what I expect from commentators at shows like this. <laughs> he had and, and Henry Cejudo is the worst interview in the world. Um, <laughs> but I, so he's I not do coming for my job. That's Rashad good. did did good enough. I just think it, his performance is a bit exaggerated by the commentary. But well, let me ask you this about good Henry enough Cejudo. for him. Let me ask you this about Henry Cejudo, Dan. Where are your gold medals? Where are your any. gold medals? I, you know, I might have some from like summer camp when we had the summer camp Olympics. Sorry, I'm I'm all about like the uh, 2000 era Kurt Angle because uh, he's he's got yeah. he's got the title Kurt now in my, in my binge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what, that's his greatest counters. Where are your gold medals? <laughs> and I love it. It's, it's great. It, he says it with such conviction. He was fun. He was a lot of fun, man. Kurt was where he needed to be. All right. Well, we bookended the kind of the beginning here with with uh, with wrestling. Let's actually get it back over here to you know pro fights. I think the rest of the way, right? Yep. We're gonna do just one contested round. Actually, we're we're only selecting uh, the Benson Henderson Islam Mamadov split decision uh, as our contested round from Bellator because uh, that one went twenty nine twenty eight. Uh, all three scores, two for Benson, uh, one for Islam. Round three was our split here after Henson Henderson won the first on all three. Mamadov won on both uh, on all three in round two. Dan, what happens in round three here? Because we're talking about obviously Henderson, who who's in 
a billion split decisions. Kind of a slow round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Henderson's the one that's landing the better strikes on the feet. Mamadov le- landed one decent one, I think. Uh, Henderson did good to the legs and to the head. Then Mamadov gets the takedown, and he's got a double overhook with the head trapped, is what Henderson has. And he just holding on for dear life for like at least a minute, I would say. Nothing's happening. Hen- uh, was trying to pass, but Henderson's keeping him at bay with his butterfly hooks. Really no effective offense happening here. Mamadov eventually frees his head and doesn't do anything. No, no strikes from there. And then Henderson gets a leg entanglement, and we kind of just chill here for a while. Because Mamadov's pressuring forward. Benson can't get the uh, the leg lock attack. And then it starts to get a little bit interesting because Mamadov starts throwing some strikes. And he's landing some decent ones, but he's really not throwing a lot of them. They're not that heavy. I'd say maybe, you know, maybe 10 strikes or so. Just don't think it was enough to win the round back. I think uh, Henderson had the lead on the feet. That was where the most effective offense was. And um, Henderson, 10-9. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I went for Henderson here. I don't think it's like a clear one, but I think it's, I think this is probably a solid round to give to Henderson just because we're talking about um, the way he was winning on the feet. I, I can totally see why uh, Judge Ron McCarthy, who uh, was the out judge here, saw it from Mamadov. Um, Anthony Manis and Eric Colon saw this one for Henderson, just as you as I did. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the stand-up's what we're talking about. Yeah, if if you think um, Mamadov won this round, then you probably are great in those ground strikes heavier. So, or you know what? Maybe maybe we're not seeing, uh, or maybe someone like uh, Judge McCarthy here is picking up different, you know, degrees of of even landing on the feet. You know, maybe maybe it's not landing as heavy as we think on TV. Uh, what Henderson's landing? Who yeah, knows? Possible speculating here, or you know, maybe he just had a different angle at stuff. You never know. But I think a fight like this, I, again, when you talk about Benson Henderson, you're talking about split decisions. I actually looked. This is the eighth split decision since uh, he arrived on like kind of the you know the the major scene let's say when he had his when he made his WEC debut which was actually Dan 13 years to the day from from Saturday wow mhm been around a long time he has been around a long time so yeah eight split decisions out of 32 fights one out of every four Benson Henderson fights is going to be a split decision not just a decision but a split decision makes sense the uh, the stat they kept saying about the next fight we're going to talk about uh yeah, actually that is true. <laughs> um <laughs> because that uh, that was again, that was it for contested rounds. Uh we ended up on the same side as the uh the majority here. So we both we both agree that Henderson got the right uh got the win as he rightfully ought yeah. right. Um but yeah, we're we're moving on though. We don't, we're not gonna cut the show off just yet because we thought, hey, why not squeeze in a, a past judgment appeal edition while uh, while we're at it, right? Yeah, let's do it. And in this case, we are going back to a Benson-Henderson fight. This one uh, against Gilbert Melendez, a fight that we first looked at for past judgment in episode 10 of our show. And as always, please don't go back and listen. (laughs) It's not good. I didn't listen. I just assume it's not as good. I'm not proud of our scores then. I'll I'll read our scores uh, as as it were, but... uh, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll let our new ones speak for themselves when we get to them. But before we do, Dan, as always, please read uh, that little spiel. Tell us how we do things in past judgment. Yep. The CSG criteria, basically the same as the ABC criteria, which, as we mentioned earlier, is available at abcboxing.com. Go read it. Like certified judges, we score rounds based on the three Ds, damage, dominance, and duration. We just made a few key changes. A 10-9 round is a competitive round in which neither fighter checks one of the three Ds by a large margin. A 10-8 can be considered for just 1D, but should definitely be given when 2Ds are achieved. 
and a 10-7 is available for checking off 2Ds, but must be given for all three. We've discarded tiebreakers for effective aggression and area control, as these are rarely used by judges anyway. The rare 10-10 would only be given in largely uneventful rounds. All this helps provide for more varied scores that should more accurately reflect what happened in a fight. All right, Scott, set it up. Benson Henderson versus Gilbert Melendez. Going all the way back to UFC on Fox number seven. This was the main event for this one uh, back when Benson Henderson was the champion, uh, the lightweight champion of the UFC. April 20th, 2013, so almost nine years ago uh, at HP Pavilion in San Jose, California. Friendly uh, grounds for Gilbert Melendez, the, the ex-Strike Force champion at this point. Henderson was 19-2 and two coming in, um, and he'd been champ for more than a year. Took the title, of course, from Frankie Edgar the previous February, won the rematch. Um, he also cruised past Nate Diaz in his second title defense four months before this fight. Melendez was 21-2, and two, and he hadn't lost in nearly five years at this point. Seven straight victories, most recently over Josh Thompson uh, to win their trilogy the previous May. Josh Thompson, of course, was is now part of the Bellator broadcast. Uh, so <laughs> can't get away from these Bellator <laughs> conversation here, right? Uh, that was the previous May. So he was, it was almost a year uh, between fights for Melendez because this was, again, his UFC debut after Strike Force was folded into the UFC. Uh, but he had, of course, been, you know, the top 155 pounder outside the UFC for years, arguably the best. I mean, there's, I think he'd probably be hard pressed to find people who would say he was better than BJ Penn, but I think there was probably some doubt about, hey, is it Frankie or is it Gilbert Melendez for, for a time period? You could probably find people who at least felt that way. Not me, not me at all, but you could make the case anyway. It was a different time. Uh, the judges for this one. That's really the one division where, you, where it's like, who is that they have a real debate there? For a while, yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about at the time, you know, about 10 years ago, roughly, where it was. There was a lot of splintering there. You you had Frankie, you had PJ, of course, before that. Before that, there was even kind of the whole Gomi thing, even and then eventually they fought and we at least got an answer out of that. Um, but yeah, Gilbert Melendez, Shinya Aoki, who ended up losing to uh, Gilbert Melendez too. Uh, Eddie Alvarez for the time when he was kind of uh, out there and in a different place too. Light, lightweight was very interesting for a long time. I mean, even with Khabib, he left so early. And it, like, no, so I agree, like, I agree. Like people, they're still going to be making what ifs. So they they are, but at least now we have uh, a champion in Charles Oliveira, who's I think bringing what I like to say is balance to the division. If he goes out there and he beats uh, Justin Gaethje or really whoever wins that fight, I think we at least have okay, this is the next guy. But if he does beat Gaethje, there can always be that what if kind of like you're talking mm -hmm. about probably about yeah. who's going to win there. Uh, but anyway, circle back to our, our appeal edition here. Judges for uh, Henderson, Melendez are Derek Cleary, Wade Vieira, and Mike Bell. Referee for this one is Big John McCarthy, who, again, is part of the Bellator broadcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all about Bellator, this show, and, and Benson Henderson. But yeah, so round one, uh, before I ask you to kind of walk us through what happened, here were our scores at the time. We looked back at this in episode 10 a couple of years ago. Uh, both of us had Gilbert Melendez at a 10-9. So we're probably not talking about a round here that the CSJ system impacts too much. What's happened in this round, Dan? Mostly stand-up round. A uh, bit of a feeling out for a while. About a minute and a half in, Gilbert catches a kick, lands a punch. Benson falls, but it's more of him being off balance any, uh, than a knockdown. Gilbert follows him to the ground, lands a punch or two before it comes back to the feet. Uh, Benson gets a clinch. He's doing these weird kicks to the, the ankles of Gilbert Melendez, which is strange. 
kind of like a foot stomp, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I mean, it gets weirder later, as <laughs> as you know. I think we'll probably get to, right? <laughs> the, I mean, the rest of the round is kind of uh, uneventful. I think Melendez landed some inside leg kicks. Benson landed a decent leg kick uh, at the buzzer repeat of the previous basically thing. Uh, basic uh, uh, was the word I'm looking for. Situation where he, Gilbert catches a kick, lands a punch, and, and Benson goes down. The bell rings. Uh, I think it's 10-9 Melendez. I think it's a pretty easy call. Guy Fieri was in the second round by the uh, in the second row. By the way, <laughs> I did not notice that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think this is an easy call. The judges certainly thought so. Everybody had ten nine. You and I have ten nine. We had ten nine. Uh, this this was certainly a round that had required no um, reevaluation. I think probably uh, we can close the book on this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this was at least a pretty clear uh, close but clear Melendez round. Mm-hmm. And when I say close, I just mean it wasn't a big round necessarily. No. Um, but but it definitely his uh, round two. This is where the judges themselves start to split, and actually our previous scores reflect that as well. Because in when we did this the first time, Dan, you had ten nine Henderson, and I had ten nine Melendez. Um, and I flipped on this one, and okay. I think you did too. I did. Yeah, <laughs> we've uh, we've exchanged uh, ideas on who we think wins this round. Uh, but yeah, Dan, why don't, why don't you get into why, uh, you know, w- what happened here and kind of why you ended up seeing it that way? So it's pretty funny. The corner of Melendez tells him, you know, not to really pick up the pace, keep it where it's at. Henderson tells, uh, Henderson's corner tells him, John you know, Crouch, right? You got to pick up the pace. And the exact opposite happens, in, at least in the first half of the round. Melendez is the one pressuring a lot harder this round, and, and Benson just kind of holding back. I think Melendez lands good to the head and good to the body, a couple leg kicks. Henderson doesn't seem to be landing all that much in the first half, but as the round goes on, Henderson lands a couple good knees to the body. They get into some wild exchanges in that final minute. I think Melendez just edges it a bit. I basically just ended up saying the other way. I mean, I, I think you broke it down right, but I think I weighed what happened in the latter part of that round more than you did. Okay. I guess is is really what it comes down to. But this is a close round. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these rounds are going to be pretty close, actually. Um, but yeah, this this I I don't have a problem with it. See, apparently at one point I saw it the other way. Uh, and so did you. <laughs> so obviously there's something there. We could probably watch this fight ten times and see it differently ten times, right? Oh yeah. Um, this is this is just a close round. Um, I I have it nineteen all now. You have it twenty to eighteen uh, for Melendez. The actual judges who counted it that night, Mike Bell and Wade Vieira, they had a 10-9 Henderson just as I did. Uh, they also have it tied now. Derek Cleary, uh, you were on the same page with. He has uh, 10-9 Melendez, so 2018 uh, as well in favor of Melendez at the time. So, uh, yeah, that is funny, though. We ended up both flipping on the <laughs> same round. Um, close fights, people. Round three, this is a, a more definitive round. Uh, for sure, our previous scores reflect that you actually gave a ten eight to Henderson for this one. I had it as just a ten nine even at the time. Um, do you still feel like it merits the eight in uh in CSJ scoring? Well, or do probably you think now it's it's more in well, line. Well, now that we else? now that we've kind of ironed out what we're yeah. looking for, I think back then it was just I don't see a case at all for Melendez winning it. I so. think that was kind of what we, our bar was. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a really fun round. Henderson lands a huge low kick that chopping out the base and Melendez sends him to the ground, which I think should be counted as knockdowns. <laughs> but those should count as knockdowns. It doesn't matter. It's just a number. But but they should count. I want to see him count. I'd and, rather I'd rather rather than people uh counting knockdowns, I'd rather it be measured in like 
how many times they were like hurt or something like that, you know, because then it can count what happens on the feet and what happens on the ground, because sometimes your your legs kicked out from you, but you're not hurt. And sometimes you're really rocked, but you don't get a knockdown. I bet he was hurt. <sighs> I mean, you did know you see I mean. the welt on his leg? Yeah. Okay. Hurt. When I say hurt, I'm talking about like, imagine you're playing the UFC video game. And all of a sudden, you get that scream where everything starts shaking. You're like, oh, he's hurt. Oh, oh. And you hurt your uh, DC going crazy in there. I hate when I land leg kicks and they're like, oh, you broke your own leg. Yeah. Like, how often does that happen? This happened every fight for me? Come on. Uh, look, whenever uh, Chris Weidman's involved, you never know which way it's going. Yeah, that's true. Uh, shout out to Chris Weidman. <laughs> I hope, hope his leg is, is doing well in his recovery. I, I don't mean to make yeah. light of it, but... Um... But yeah, that's that's an aside, neither here nor there. But what about this round? Dude? Yeah, so he, he chopped out the base of Melendez. As soon as he gets up, he hits him with another strong leg kick. Gilbert, uh, right after that, pressed pretty hard and landed two really, really nice right hands. Good strong shots. The round is is quite the war. Or a very interesting round. It, it was the most fun round, for sure. Uh, both guys fight. were landing. I'd, I'd say Gilbert closes the gap really well. He landed good shots to the head throughout. But towards the end of the round, Benson, you know, lands a strong left and then in the final 10 seconds, you know, knocks him down again with a leg kick and, and smashes him with some elbows. So, But only a nine. Only a nine. Only a nine. I, th- yeah. I think so, too. I think uh, I think we were probably overzealous at that point, still calibrating uh, the way we wanted to do past judgment scoring. So, yeah, I, th- I think probably you made the right call coming back to the 10-9 here, um, which I also had for Henderson, of course. So my score is 29-28 for Henderson. Yours is 29-28 for Melendez. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three judges also had this one as 10-9 Henderson. So we are looking at judges Bell and Vieira in line with uh, me at 29-28 Henderson and Derek Cleary, and you are still in lockstep at 29-28 Melendez. All right. Round four... This was another round that you and I both saw as a 10-9 Henderson round when we first looked at this. So do we still think that, sir? I do. I agree as well. I think this is a Henderson round. Uh, Melinda's slowing down a bit. Henderson is pressing, landing some good leg kicks again, good attacks upstairs, good kicks to the body. Melinda just doesn't have the volume this round, at least early on. Seemed like maybe with like two minutes left, he, he kind of came alive a bit more. Henderson's doing much more. Uh, Gilbert loses his legs again. Gets punched a to- bunch of- I must stink to lose your legs. Just bang. Just, uh, yeah. Lands on the ground, gets turtled. You know, before he's able to stand up, Henderson has an- on his back, punch him in the face a couple times. Uh, maybe in the final 30 seconds, he lands two really strong body shots and then a right hand to the face. But then at the at the clacker, Benson lands a strong elbow. And I, I think it's just, it's rather clear for Henderson, I think. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, is there a case to be made for Melinda's here? I don't know. I... Judge Vieira, I'll point out, uh, had this one as a 10-9 Melendez round. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, I don't think it's the worst score I've ever seen, but yeah, I, because again, these are rounds that not a whole lot is happening when it comes down to it. It's kind of lower output. Yeah. So I guess I can understand it, but yeah, I, I think probably the better score here is Henderson too. So at, at just 10-9, just 10-9, um, even in our system. Uh, but yeah, at this point, I, I've got 39-37 for Henderson now. So, uh, you've got it tied at 38. Correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, Wade Vieira now, because as a result of his score, he also has it thirty-eight all. Uh, the same as Derek Cleary, whereas Mike Bell, uh, who also saw it the same way as Cleary, this round was a Henderson round for both of them. Uh, they have thirty-nine thirty-seven, or he has thirty-nine thirty-seven for Henderson. I should say, Mike Bell. So, but really, what we're talking about is it all comes down to round five because we have two thirty-eight alls. Yeah. 
And then Pretty round much. five comes around, and this, uh, well, Dan, we must have thought this was a really close round, because you know what we had last time? Yeah. <laughs> we both had 10-10 draws. We just said, nah, we're going to abdicate our our um, our ability to decide who we're won this We're throwing our hands up and saying, we That's just a tie. <laughs> we, we decided it would be a tie. Everybody wins. Everyone gets their hand raised. <laughs> Nobody gets their win bonus. But, uh, yeah, so at the time, that actually made my final score a 48-48, so I really said it was a draw. You were like, ah, it doesn't matter. Henderson wins anyway. You had 49-46 uh, uh-huh. as a result of this. But um, wh- where do you sit now, uh, having watched it? Actually, you know what? Before we even reveal that, why don't you talk about what happens? Close round, but I didn't think it was that close for the first three minutes. And okay. the final two is where Melendez actually comes on pretty good, has some good strong moments. But I think Henderson was able to keep pace just enough with him to win the round. Henderson, again, had good leg kicks, good elbows, good combos. When Melendez was landing, they were solid. Punches to the body and the head, mostly. I think you can probably give Melendez the impact edge. I don't think by that much. I think he just dug himself quite a hole in that first three minutes. And uh, that's why I land on Henderson 10-9. Yeah, I I ended up seeing from Melendez, though. (laughs) Uh, You know, we were split here. We obviously, neither one of us could decide last time. But I I went one way, you went the other. I, I think... You know what? It's it's a close round too. This is uh, there's not a whole lot happening in this round. You know, yeah. it really comes down to it. Neither one of them was really taking it. I think they both like wanted it. You know, but they weren't really. Uh, the output wasn't matching necessarily, kind of the pressure, uh, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's just they weren't able. No one was able to kind of snatch this round in a, in a really meaningful way. No one, no one was truly hurt this whole fight. You know? Yeah, yeah. No one was really. There, I mean, you know, people got their lumps for sure, but. Would you have looked at any throughout the, this fight? Did you say to yourself, "Oh, he's in a little bit of trouble"? Yeah, I did say that actually. To who? Uh, when oh, was it when Benson Henderson uh, punched uh, Governor Melendez in the knee? That, I mean, other than that, <laughs> I'm getting to it. You know, a knee thing. I mean, he gets down on a knee, and I'm like, "Oh no, you're in trouble, Benson. What are you doing?" But he did. He proposed on national TV. Oh, that's right. At the end, I forgot. I at actually turned it off after that. Yeah, and that, and and then we saw over the weekend uh, at at Bellator, he was celebrating in the cage with his wife and his little kids. Yeah, no, I'm 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 glad that she didn't just say yes because of the pressure of being on national TV and not wanting to embarrass him. I mean, look, uh, you don't know that she yeah. didn't. Maybe maybe she just has felt bad along the way and just, <laughs> just stuck it out. You never know. Hey, <laughs> look, if they're happy, it doesn't matter how how they got yeah, there. It's true. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course, they're very happy. I'm sure. I mean, who knows? But you know mm. what I mean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I I saw this fight as a forty-eight forty-seven for Henderson. Me too. Yeah, just got there a different way. Just got there a different ways. <laughs> Close fight. Yeah, yeah. As so, most Benson Henderson fights tend to be. That they are. Oh man, if if you're a judge, I I'm gonna imagine that if you see that you're assigned to a Benson Henderson fight, you're probably just like, come on, man. Yeah, that's why Sal stayed home in the cold <laughs> weather. Yeah, maybe, maybe, just maybe. He's like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need, I don't need many more Benson Henderson in my life. <laughs> just watch it from home. Uh, but yeah, the the judges that night, uh, I should note, uh, it was Bell and Vieira uh, who saw the fifth round for Gilbert Melendez. Derek Cleary saw it for Benson Henderson. Uh so Cleary and Bell ended up at 48-47. Did your scorecard match Derek Cleary's round had, for round? Well, 1-2 had Melendez in final 3-4-5. Th- uh, I went Henderson. You had, okay. If I he went that way. Uh, yeah, Derek Cleary had 
Yeah, he had 20 to 18 Melendez through two. Okay. And then he ended up, yeah. yeah. So you had the same card as Derek Cleary. I had the same card as Mike Bell uh, round for round. Uh, so we basically just cosplayed as as that as two of the four probably best yeah. judges in in the world today right now even this is this was nine years ago and I still think are among the best in the world. Um, good good on it to good on uh, California to have them assigned. Wade Vieira had a forty eight forty seven from Melendez. I don't, I don't think it's crazy to to land on that. No, even even if we maybe didn't love the round that it kind of went for it's, it is what it is. I don't think and it's it was a close favorite. One one of the media members had a forty nine forty six Melendez. Which I find a little weird, but you know, we have two. I, th- I think you and I probably have two rounds where we feel pretty strongly that it were strong enough that it was a Henderson round. Probably rounds three, and three four. and four. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, probably a forty-nine, forty-six. Melinda, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Who, who was that? <laughs> I don't need to shout them out. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Just go to MMA decisions. You want yeah. you want to flame them? Go there. <laughs> Um, it is what it is, but uh, but that is it. Uh, you know, we've certainly got enough Benson Henderson fights to talk about if we need to. We can always revisit them one day, but I, I think that's enough. Doesn't uh, seem like he's not fighting for a while anyway. Yeah, so. it's, I mean, it sounds like he, he may going. or may not want to fight though. He was he was ta- talking right after the cage, like he's he said, yeah, hey, it might might be okay if I go out on a win. I don't think that was like a retirement, no. But it sounded like he was kind of musing about the idea of, hey, you know, maybe I will stop. I think it's the last fight in his contract uh, oh, okay. with Bellator. So that's kind of part of it, too, is like, where is he going to go and how much is he going to make and how much is it worth? You know, that kind of thing. So who knows? Maybe he ends up in like PFL or something. Eagle I could, FC. I could, what's that? Eagle FC. Maybe. Eagle. <laughs> he could. I think someone speculated. But maybe he put him over there and have him fight the 165 pound uh, mm-hmm. title against uh, what? Kevin Lee, I guess. Yeah. Well, Kevin Lee's fighting Diego next month. Right. But so, like, but I don't think that's a title fight. No, it's not. Well, I think the idea was that you could put those two in as like a title fight later in the year or something like that. Oh, I, I, I so, forget. So this Diego's is not my not idea. Winning this fight. So, I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, what you're saying. I, there might be an implication that we are counting out Diego Sanchez in in a fight in 2022. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that might be what is being said here. <laughs> uh, before we wrap it up, too, of course, we have uh, UFC this weekend. They are back in action after the week off, and then they're pretty much on for like the rest of the year, except for like a couple of weeks. Uh, this, this was the slow period from from UFC, and that's pretty much over. UFC Vegas number forty seven, people. We are looking at fights that will start main card anyway at seven p.m. Eastern time for those of you on the East Coast, like Dan and I. Adjust accordingly if you're not. Headlined by Jack Hermanson and Sean Strickland, middleweight fight. Dan, what do you think about this fight? You like it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really, I haven't done my research on this fight yet. Uh, I haven't really dove too deep. I'm really just hoping Hermanson Hermanson wins because Sean Strickland is getting on my nerves. I think he's he's playing up this "I want to kill somebody" role way too much. And it's yeah, really it's kind it's of starting annoying, cringy, so. right? It's a little cringy. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's like self aware of of the persona, yeah. and I, it's it's it, yeah, I don't like it. So I'm kind of hoping Hermanson beats him. I've always enjoyed watching uh, Jack Hermanson fight. I think you know, ever since he kind of came out of the scene—not the scene, but let's say the upper levels of the middleweight uh, contenders, you know, so to speak, the rankings, whatever. Um, he's he's been interesting to me. I do think he is probably capable of winning. Uh, I'm going to say a decision. I, I I wouldn't count out a, a finish. Probably a, if it was the Fiat finish, I imagine it would be more grappling based. But I do think Sean Strickland is is pretty tough, and I think he'll he'll be able to hang in there for five rounds. But I think Hermanson's going to get a decision here. Yeah, I'm I'm just hoping Hermanson wins. I'll go with the sub round three. Okay, I can take that. Yeah. Um, judges are gonna, you know it's, it's Nevada, it's Vegas. 
So, you know, imagine we'll probably get the return of Sal D'Amato and, and, and some of these other judges. I mean, we had some really good ones working over the weekend as well, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we know the level of judges that we're accustomed to in, in uh, Las Vegas and Nevada. And it's very high. And we're very thankful for that, uh, at least on this show. Um, anyone else you're interested in uh, watching on this one? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm interested in the actual Tough 29 finale. Brian Battle versus Sean Gore. What, what is the story behind this? I don't watch Tough. Uh, this was the actual finale for the middleweights, and uh, ten days out, Gore got injured. Oh, so, that's right. Yes, uh, Gilbert Urbina filled in uh, for him and battle beat him. But this would have been the actual fight. Okay, that it should have been. So I, I like almost look at tough as like the minor leagues, so to speak. Well, it is. Yeah, but I mean, which Brian... is unfortunate because I think there there used to be a time where you could actually mine some real talent from it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Gore is uh really kind of untested. He's only three and zero. One of them being a split decision. He showed some power on the show, uh, but Battle's shown that he's kind of the grinder guy that can finish. Would you say that he is so. battle tested? Yeah, I would. Oh, all I right. Mean, the, the, he's been in some some tough fights, and he's gotten you know he makes it dirty, which you know everyone kind of likes that Court McGee type uh, type stuff. Not so. everyone does, but. I, I can appreciate it for sure. Yeah, but mean, there are a lot of people who you'd show a Court McGee fight to, and they'd be like, "Why are you showing me this? Don't you want me to like this?" <laughs> I guess. So. I, hey, it is but what it, it is. We, we're we're different. You and I are built different. I mean, of course he can be caught, but I'm picking battle in this in a uh, decision. I will also pick battle in a decision because you did, and I okay. don't know enough about these guys to be All honest. Right. Uh, I'm being perfectly honest <laughs> here. I just don't know them very well. <laughs> uh, I am much more interested in though uh, Shavkat Rachmanov. Uh, going against Carlston Harris, 170 pounds. These guys, especially Rachmanov, really impressed me last year. Uh, they both were kind of new to the UFC scene. I think Rachmanov's more of a prospect-ish, but Carlston Harris has been he's been in the game about 10 years. I think he's 34 uh, right now, so call him a prospect would be uh, disingenuous. But he, you know, he's he's new to the UFC. He, they're both they both went 2-0. Last year for the promotion, I'm interested to see uh, which one of these guys comes out of it. But I, I'm gonna pick Rachmanov by I'm gonna say round two submission. Okay, you know here's the thing about Rachmanov, he's uh very good. That's what I hear. I, I think he's. Got, <laughs> That's why like, I talk like, about it. This is a guy I think could be champion. Really? At some point. Wow. Like, I mean, I, I, I like him too. I don't, I don't know if I would say that. I'm yet. high on this guy. You know, because he's not he's not stubborn. He'll take whatever he gives you. Uh, Alex Oliveira beating him in your debut is no nothing to you know sneeze, sneeze at. at and the way he won Achoo. he said hey oh the next here let me just take the neck and he jumped into it very impressively and the other guy he finished was a guy who's never been finished in 30 fights and you know for him he basically quit that guy was that was that uh michelle preserish yeah who who has now uh been let go by the ufc i believe okay. that was something related to a, some sort of ped violation okay. i mean he basically quit in the ring like he got hit and he's like you know what dude please just take my back and choke <laughs> me out like that's what it looked like. I don't think the competition on the side of uh, Harris is as strong. I'm going with a uh, TKL Rockmanov round one. Okay, all right. So we're both on the Rockmanov party here. Yep. Uh, I think we're pretty much united on at least who we think is going to win. We're just talking about methods and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Although again, I I, I sat on the same. You know what? I'm going to say I'm going to actually amend myself. I'm going to say Brian Battle by uh second round no first round knockout. Wow. Okay. Just because. Just because. Just to be different from you, sir. He he choked it's the out, only reason uh, Andre Petrovsky with a uh, with ninja choke. No, no, no it's going to be a thunderous knockout. Okay, <laughs> thunderous based, based on nothing. I'm just thunderous I'm just throwing it out there. Just want to get a little battle. I just want something different from you, uh, just for fun. 
Okay. It's not like, dude, we didn't even talk about how we did in our last picks from UFC 270, so I don't remember. Now, these well, that, well, I, didn't these I put out in the because, world and then I forget. Well, I, I have them. I yeah, just do don't, I don't know how we score, though. I don't mean, know how do we our, score. Do I get a win for getting the guy who won right? Or I think I we get should a, get points. There should okay, be like a point system. We gotta I think, come up with a point system. I think let, let's do this. Let's let's put it out there right now. We're gonna say you get two points for getting the the winning fighter correct, and then from there you can also get points uh, for getting the method correctly. Although I would say if it goes the distance and you picked a decision, I think that still is worth a point. Okay. Because you still figured this fight was going the distance. Yeah, that, that's fair. I like it. All right. There, there you go. There's our simple simple system. We'll figure out All who's right. winning by the end of the... <laughs> maybe we'll do like monthly updates of just the scores. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So after after this, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go back and, and see how we did. Figure it out. Yeah. But, uh, but that is all we had for this one. But before we sign out, I'm just going to point out that because I am taking my family to Disney World. That sounds like a great time. It will be a great time. I am not going to be watching the fights live next Saturday. Um, I'm not ruling out the potential to do this. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm, let me let me just amend that. We're going to put out a show that will talk about these fights for Friday, next Friday. Okay. So it'll be a little longer of a wait, but we'll definitely get to this. I'll I'll have to watch these fights, but I'm not bringing any equipment with me to Disney World. Not doing anything. I don't care if it's late at night and my kids are asleep. I could do it. Still not doing it. We'll, we'll wait until I'm back. He'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you next Friday then. That's right. Keep uh, keep yourselves. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what you would do without us in your life for that long. I mean, order a pizza. I don't know. I mean, follow me on Twitter. Yeah, I'll, follow uh, Dan on Twitter. Why not? I'll, uh, I'll live score. He'll talk stuff, about the so. fight. Sure. Yeah. At the Dan Urban on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great a uh, week and a half. <laughs> Take care, everyone.